1: But new hair, Virginia is a witch and she farts in her chair, Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass, welcome to the After the
2: Show podcast. Yeah, hello and welcome to the KPJ After the Show podcast, it is Friday, yeah. oh how sweet it is, so nice. You guys have uh, big plans for this uh, first weekend of this new year? I do. What are you going to be doing, got, Bird? What you got? I'm uh, finishing up our podcast
1: studio. so Some we get weird and whatever going again. That's, oh, that's going to cool. be number nice. one
2: priority. Nice, very it was, cool. It was going
1: to be my priority over the break, and mm-hmm. I I wasn't going to go to Oregon. I went against the coin. A lot of people reminded me of that. I go, Bird. You went against the KVJ coin. Yeah, you weren't supposed to go to
2: Oregon. Yeah, I
1: did anyway. I, but you're also
2: supposed to be dead by Christmas. Exactly, and, and you know. So when you weren't happen.
0: here that first day, we were back. They were like, Dead by Christmas. <laughs> people they were talking about you. The, Holy shit, he did die. Oh shit, he was dead oh, by my Christmas. Gosh, that, that came true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't here on the first day. They, they were all.
0: like, Yeah.
1: Oh my
2: gosh. Oh, yeah. I should have
1: fucked with y'all. I'll Just f- not shown up and not said anything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah, that would have been something. So, uh, you're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're going to get that, that fixed okay. up and get getting that going. So, nice. So, I'm excited about that. Okay, what you got going on, Virginia? I got company coming in town this weekend.
0: Oh, you do? Okay. Panda's family. Um are going to be in town they're all excited about the bills game i have to silently watch and cheer for the dolphins real quiet
2: it's a it's a really big game for (laughs) uh, for both teams uh really i mean the, the dolphins they want to get a home game in the playoffs if not they're going to kansas city if they wind up losing that and the bills somebody was saying that yeah they're not necessarily guaranteed a playoff spot they're likely going to get in but if uh Jacksonville and the Steelers both win this weekend and the Bills lose, then they would not make the playoffs. And the the Steelers play the Ravens. And on paper, you would say the Ravens are going to destroy the Steelers. But... I the Ravens, I think, kind of have their spot locked in. And so I'm not sure they're going to be risking playing all the guys. Yeah. And the Steelers you know, are still formidable and the Steelers are playing for a spot. If they win, I think they're in. So they're going to be playing their ass off. And the Ravens may just be dialing it in trying to survive the game. So, I know
0: Panda is nervous. So whatever yeah. this it has yeah. big. I guess he should be. Big consequences. That's what I'm saying. That's why if
1: they're guaranteed they playoffs, I mean you're bummed out if you don't get the right, you know, seat or whatever. But if you there's a chance the Bills could not make the playoffs. That's what it is. And that's what the Bills will do. They'll the the worst case scenario will happen and they'll lose on a heartbreaking field goal. And Panda will cry. That's the Bills luck.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that uh, that could be rough.
0: Oh, please. So,
2: yeah, Lord. So we can't have that. No,
0: we don't want any... I don't want the Dolphins to lose, and I don't want the Bills to lose.
2: Yeah. Is that possible, Kevin? Well, when's
1: the last time the Bills won yeah. a Super Bowl? It's been a minute, right? They never won a Super Bowl. They've never won they one? They had
2: that back in the 90s where they went four times and lost every Super Bowl.
0: Yes. That's why it's yeah. so. <laughs> they've, they've, they've
1: never, never. Oh, no. good God! Yeah. They've been to the dance and right. blew it four times. Well, that's why they're so fucking miserable up yeah. there. Yes, <laughs>
0: that tough. makes sense. And they're looking at this Josh Allen like, oh, he's the key. Yeah, he's the he's the savior. He's gonna bring us to the promised land. That's mm-hmm.
1: me- that, that's what people used to say about my Braves. They were the Buffalo Bills of baseball because they'd go to the World Series right? and they only had mm-hmm. one to show for it. They mm-hmm. at least had one. Bills but, ain't got one. That, okay. Oh my gosh! They're gonna lose it in epic
0: fashion. Oh no! <laughs> but then that means the Dolphins won, oh,
1: which man. I'm happy for the Dolphins. You just but- hope it's not yeah. a
2: heartbreaking loss. No, I, yeah, and I know what those are all about. Yeah, it's gonna so lose tough.
1: in anything in life. Yeah. Lose from lose with a blowout. You think? man those those heartbreakers I can think of games back when I played and the heartbreakers stay
2: with you because you are so close gotcha the,
1: the blowouts you by the you kind of know halfway through the game you're gonna you're gonna lose
2: and maybe it's to each of own but you know Ohio State last year uh had a kicker that makes this kick and they're playing Georgia and he just freaking yipped it I don't know what happened he, he, just, he missed it the Buckeyes lost they would have won the game. Like, they thought, the Buckeyes thought they were going to beat Georgia, and, and the team that Georgia played destroyed for the national championship, and Ohio State likely would have done the same, and so it just, that really, you know, I, I feel okay about that, because I know that they were a few feet away, but when Ohio State got curb stomped by Florida in the national championship game, 41-14, to 14, I mean, that just was soul-crushing. If you don't get redemption, I'd rather feel like, you know what, we were in it, we game a good game, getting... To me, curb stomped is that just that destroys your. I mean, ask a Florida State fan. They got curb stomped in their bowl game. To me, How's though, that feel?
1: if if you get that, if you're that kicker and that you had a chance to win that game and you lost it on that kick yeah. and you never get a chance to redeem yourself, it's tough. I feel like you that's going to haunt that. That haunts a lot of people, no? does. And, and let's say you're not a football player. Whatever field you respect or love, let's say you got so close and you. You fucked it up at that last moment, and you never get a chance to redeem yourself.
2: Yeah, it's tough, and you know that's the way sports is. They they will never let you forget it. That's
1: the
0: way life
2: is, Kev. Yeah, she's right. I, I was <laughs> I was watching the. Uh, I told you the the Beckham thing. If you can, it, it really the, the thing that's on Netflix about David Beckham and his family and uh, how big they were because it, it was. You know, back in the mid to late 90s is when he was really getting great at soccer and she was a Spice Girl and it was their relationship. And especially in England, they were bigger than the royalty there. I believe it. Yeah, it was a World Cup and soccer's huge in the rest of the world it's not that way in america so you may not be able to relate but in the rest of the world it's everything and so they're in the world cup which is the biggest you're representing your whole nation you know your whole country and david beckham the first time he got into the world cup he did something where he got a red card and got kicked out and they lost because of that and they said that he was vilified for years and didn't get another shot for four years for four years he was hated in england everywhere he went he would get booed and they had to get oh. extra security and it was a really rough run for him
1: i know a guy who anytime he gets drunk he will bring up this game when we were 12 years old at all-stars this this we were going to we were going to win and go on this big championship thing and the the substitute kid mm-hmm. dropped a pop-up and they ended up scoring two runs and they won and we yeah. lost in a very dramatic yeah. holy fuck fashion still to this day no, I get that vein in my neck. He yeah. gets it in his forehead, and he'll call the motherfucker out. He'll call him
0: on the phone. No, we'll be at the bar. And he'll say first. Hey, guy's, that guy's home with his kids, yeah. and the phone rings. Like, remember back when we were fifteen? No, we'll be
1: at a bar, and he'll, he'll say his first and last name. That son of a bitch lost it for like, dude. Let it go. It was twenty five years yeah. ago.
2: Sports is like that. I don't know. Four,
1: 35 years ago. Yeah. Shit. I Fuck, I, I wonder
2: if there's any other professions that are like that. Maybe being an attorney. Maybe being a doctor. You killed that motherfucker. You know, so I don't know. I mean, do you have oh, anything yeah. like that where you could just forever be vilified? But not to the public level. That's why sports is unique, because people are watching. If you lose in a courtroom, I mean, unless it's the OJ trial. But let's say you're a brain
1: surgeon and you... Bring in some shit mentally, because you're human, too.
2: It could and, be in your profession, but I I don't think, you know... I mean, hey, maybe even radio could be like that. Well, there are some radio people that have stepped out of bounds. This guy, I think his name was Cadillac Jack, and he did... I can't even remember what it was. I think it had a racial undertone. No, and he was a big time DJ and just disappeared. Go on. What
1: about the show that did the P for We?
2: Yeah, I, I talked to that guy. He felt terrible. Yeah, they they killed a girl because uh, she drank too much water. And a lot of radio shows were doing it. We did something similar in Kansas City.
0: Well, someone who knew you could get water poisoning? Yeah, that
2: was just it. He was he was a good dude. Lucas was his name. I remember. He was a very talented dude, and I don't think he got back in the industry. I think it ended his career. Well,
1: I remember when that happened, that we stunt happened. That's when things started to change with stunts. For the show, they did, yeah. With did. even with yeah. our, our show, that mm-hmm. people corporate started to really kind of and and that might have been I can't remember if, if me being in the popcorn box was before or after the the P for we. It was after. Okay, it was after. Yeah, they were not happy about the fucking popcorn thing yeah. at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it, because of all the legal stuff that has happened throughout the years, it, it, we went through a twenty year run with so many lawsuits that. It's very, we have to run everything through legal now. We have a, a legal team, and that's all they do. They listen to all the dumbass ideas we throw behind them. Like, no.
1: Well, no, I just remember no. being in the hospital after the popcorn stunt and yeah. hearing from seven bosses. Right. Those motherfuckers didn't even know who I was. Yeah. And I'm going, why am I hearing from so many? Bo-? And none of them were that happy. No. They knew when they saw that medical bill. <laughs> that was yeah. it. I was, they, they know your name then. Well, I was in the hospital for over two days. That's not cheap.
2: No. Yeah. They Yeah, you were, it was just – it was terrible. They were not happy. I, I remember that. I was on the phone pretty much the whole weekend, and we had – the queen had booked a, a little getaway for us and uh, the keys at uh nice Chica Lodge, I think it was. Nice During the place. popcorn stunt? Yeah, so I had that scheduled. You were in the hospital. I'm like, I can't go. She's like, you got to go. So I go, and I'm on the phone the entire time. The queen is so pissed. Like it was just it was it was was just fucking terrible. It was a terrible weekend. I mean, I know you had it worse because you're in the freaking hospital. I felt for you, but I I I was not having a picnic. Do you
1: remember what they did? They gave employee of the month to Mariana because (laughs) she stayed next to me in the hospital. Like motherfucker, I was in the popcorn box. That was the ultimate insult was the ultimate insult. It was the ultimate, (laughs) fuck you. Like, (laughs) I get to work. That was so unbelievable. That's rich. Oh, it was. So insulting. (laughs) And they gave it to her in front of the whole entire company.
0: It's like, son of a bitch. This just proves the radio's fucked. (laughs)
2: That was hysterical. It is
1: hysterical. I mean, it's hysterical. You could not stop laughing.
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, I, I thought it was a joke. And then I kept looking. I'm like, they're not kidding. They're giving it to Mary. And they have a straight face. At first, I thought it was a troll job. I'm like, that's pretty funny. I'm like, that's a great troll job. And then when I realized it wasn't a troll job, I'm like, holy shit. And
1: I think it was for her staying at the hospital. Yes, it was. I was like,
2: what? (laughs) It was pretty unreal. Oh, good times. Good, good, good times. Yeah. So it it was all messed up. All right, uh, let me see here. Got a whole bunch of uh, emails here. Uh, Brenda was uh, talking about uh, the jingles that sear themselves into your brain. And you can just boom, like that. Recall it like it's nothing. Um, She said, how about the jingle from coca-cola in the 1970s i'd like to teach the The world world to sing oh that
0: was a big one
2: um, I remember because I was a I was a young kid and there was cause I remember it was kind of like a hippie type thing. Yes. Very Manson like. And there was some chick and she was kinda hot. She had on a I remember she had on a white top, and I don't think she's wearing a bra. And I was like, R-? I'm like, why do I like this? <laughs> <do> I like...
0: <laughs> I'm into this. I was like,
2: why am I oddly so into this? I feel funny
0: downstairs.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh let me see. Daniel said uh Yeah, Kev, you and V both said you guys used to work in New York radio. Do you guys remember the old Rockaway bedding commercials, the 1-800 mattress commercials, and the P.C. Richards commercials on the radio in the mid to late 90s? I remember P.C. Richards. Okay, yeah, I think I do remember that. Uh, One with the Rockaway bedding commercials ended by saying, Rockaway bedding, Rockaway bedding, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I remember that I one. don't know
0: Rockaway Betting. I nah. do know P.C. Richards. Wasn't uh,
2: crazy. Wasn't he out of New York? Might have been. I remember some of the places that we didn't. I remember Nobody Beats the Wiz. That yeah. was, they would advertise everywhere. I do you remember that? Yeah, maybe I do remember the one 800 I do think I remember some mattress place. I think I had to go to it. So maybe that was where I was going.
1: Crazy Eddie, these prices are insane.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I recall. What that, what yeah.
1: happened? That was so popular, and they would run that in Florida because we knew about it down here. So clearly, that was syndicated, right? Or that mm-hmm. was a, a that was a, a Crazy co- Eddie. Was he furniture? I think he was furniture. So that
0: whole thing, and I know about this because I worked with a guy in radio who was a sleazy sales guy who did a lot of the voiceover work for the going out of business campaign. that's what it was. So this was a nationwide, I, I call it a scam, because if you tried to pull it today, I think the FTC would come in and say, wait a minute. It was a thing. And if you were a furniture store, you could buy this promotion. And Crazy Eddie and his team would come in or... Something like Crazy Eddie would come in and they would create this whole campaign that was called Going Out of Business. But the store wasn't going out of business. It was just a, like a like a, a, a way to get leads in people thinking that they're oh in liquidation. This place is going out of business. We're gonna get deals. We're gonna get deals because they everything must go. But it wasn't everything must go. It was just a trick of a sales. I don't
1: think you could do that today.
0: I don't think you could Mm. either. I knew the guy because he was a sales guy that I worked with at a radio station who also was a voiceover guy. And he did the voiceover. Everything must go. No price refused.
1: I I find it so weird that a New York sales guy was sleazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked.
2: (laughs) Because we... Yeah, we had we had some, baby. Oh fuck. Wow. I just yeah, I think back to this.
0: I've met some sleaze balls in my life. We've
1: had we've had a few New Yorker yeah. Forget yeah. about it.
2: <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, going cashless in a new law that might be happening in Florida this year. They're trying to push through that uh, you cannot have a cashless venue. All these sports arenas, pretty much everything in South Florida is cashless. And I uh, got an email saying, yeah, I was working at Busch Gardens. And back in March of 2023, there was uh, talk about them going cashless as well. So, yeah, I imagine maybe the theme parks will do it, you know, for all those kind of reasons. They said, but, yeah, I saw a lot of grandparents coming in with kids and all that. And they were all dealing with cash. But, you know, I personally think it's a bad idea. But then again, they charge $5.26 after tax for a bottle of Dasani. So, Eesh. you know, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, worst thing
1: sure. ever is when you have to get the surcharge to take money out of the ATM and the one of the keys is the worst. I think it, I feel like they change depending on the season. I, I feel like there was one time I went down to the keys to get money out of an ATM and it was a $20 surcharge. <gasps> $20. Am I making that up? Am, am, am I That feels like strip club prices. I know that I know for a fact at one point there was a $10 surcharge to get money out, but I could I, have I spent I paid $10 at the strip club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know how to fuck you. They. They, they, they. You need the money. You need cash. It's kind of like uh, getting liquor on the on the airplane. There's nowhere else to get liquor. They're going to get you, and they got me.
0: And you can't smuggle it anymore like in the good old days. I don't
1: have the balls to smuggle. We were talking about- I You could I'd, actually smuggle in between your balls. Your I, balls are pretty big. I had to leave a bunch of weed stuff back behind Oregon, and we were talking about it before the podcast today of- how you'd even try to smuggle it in? A, I would never do it because I would. It would give me the worst anxiety. Smuggle nuts. The whole time i think thinking they're gonna fucking find it. I can't, yeah, I can't enjoy this plane ride. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not the right guy to smuggle. But we were talking about ways you could do it and get away with it. Not that we're condoning that. Of right. course. <laughs> <laughs> it just does suck when you gotta uh-huh. leave good stuff behind. <laughs>
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never
1: ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube
2: channel. Still got some people uh, chatting. I saw we received a tweet from uh, Film Grouch that said, okay, let's settle the debate once and for all. Is Below Deck... Real or are they faking it? What do you think? So they're doing a poll on that. And Corey said, uh, Below Deck does portray some of what real yachty life is like lots of drama, lots of drunk hookups. So Virginia's not completely wrong. So this is somebody that was a stewardess on a 110-foot yacht. See? I told
1: you it looks real. Mm-hmm. I've seen that shit. That shit is not real. Below Deck? That reality show? It's so real. The
2: <laughs> Oh, I know. She was real. I, I didn't have you here to... You
0: don't know. <laughs> Virginia. You I, don't even watch it. I have seen it before. I've absolutely seen Below Deck. I just did a whole entire binge of Below Deck... Down Under, it's the Australian season, and that shit is not fake. I will fight you in the parking lot.
1: You wouldn't be able to tell because they're tricking you with their Australian accent.
0: They're not tricking me. It's, I can no, tell. You're, you're right, Pumpkin.
2: It's <laughs> real. Pumpkin. Have you watched it?
0: No, you haven't. haven't. So you have not watched Below Deck, Down Under, the most recent, all the episodes? No, you haven't. Th-
1: th- that's right. I have not seen the Australian The episodes void. I'm
0: speaking about were not fucking fake, and I will fight you in the parking lot. You don't know what you're talking about.
2: Once
1: again, talking out your ass. Oh, Kev, I saw this awesome reality show. It's totally real. It's it's the Kardashian show. It's amazing.
2: Completely real, right? Not scripted. Not forced.
0: (sighs) I can't with you. (laughs) I'm below dick. (laughs) You are below dick. (laughs) Yeah, Corey
2: said, best decision of my 20s doing this. 15 plus hour days, then you would just power drink when the guests would get off. Some of the guests could be great. Some were disgustingly awful.
0: Yeah, that's how it is on the show. Okay. Some are awesome, and they bond with the crew. Some are complete monsters, terrorists at sea. But it's so funny to see the contrast. Mm -hmm. And the the people that go on that show— the guests, they know they're going on a television show, and theres it's different in some ways than regular yachting. Like that whole thing with the cash tips at the end, that's for TV, and and people have said that's for TV, but they acknowledge that's for TV.
1: Is it just for millionaires, or, or is, it, is it regular people, or is it- a- You're not setting me up for a snore, <laughs> you little dick. Better
0: wake up earlier. <laughs>
2: And get a better question. Yeah. You're right. It was
1: not good. I just got excited for
2: this. <laughs> she said, I made $150 per day plus whatever tips. Um, with each charter, room and food were free on board. Tips range from a thousand to two thousand dollars, depending upon the length of the charter and who yeah, the guests were. That's
0: how it is on below deck. It's between a thousand and two thousand, and it's awesome because the more fun they have, and the more like the guests enjoy the yachts that are running it, the crew, mm-hmm. the more they tip. Yeah. So they talk about like, okay, there's one person on the staff that just has to be the chief entertainment. Person and that's like the most fun guy and the most I'll do whatever to make the guests happy guy.
2: She said I worked for about five years on a 110 foot Lazara motor yacht. We Ooh. were based out of Fort Lauderdale in the Bahamas in the winter and Montauk, New York, in the summer. The owner of the boat worked on Wall Street and was on board part time when we were in Montauk. We would charter many trips out of Atlantis and the Bahamas. For about 10 days, we had Anna Kornakova and Enrique Iglesias on board.
0: Wow. They brought
2: his manager, which was his best friend, and his wife. Very nice people. Enrique was a jokester. He took the jet skis out near one of those day trip snorkeling boats and mooned the entire party <laughs> just riding with his butt out. Great tippers $2,000 each per uh, crew member. Wow. The only other celebrity we had on board was Dan Marino. We were docked behind his house in Fort Lauderdale. He would come on board and have beers with the captain. Uh, So pretty cool stuff. And she said, Stuart, Florida has a school called Chapman School of Seamanship. There, you can take classes (laughs) to get certified as a stew deckhand. I'm certified. License.
1: I'm already certified in semen. Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about that. They're totally two
2: different words, and they really. I know. One's got to Can we get a new word for one of them? I mean. Well, it's the same thing when rooting for Florida State. They're called the Seminoles, and I always think (laughs) they're just like, what, the cum shots? We're the Florida State cum shots.
1: (laughs) I mean, every time you say semen, yeah. <laughs> you think of come. <laughs> I feel like I could be
0: a yachty. I, I'm, I'm kind of aged out at this point. I'm too old. But mm-hmm. I feel like on a skill level, I know what they do. I know how they have to do it. I know how they navigate it. I know all their shift. I know I want to be a Chief Stew. I do not want to be the third class deckhand or
2: yeah. like, no, no. I think, it sounded cool. Like I said, my daughter had you know met a few of them over the summer, and it sounded like you know describing their lifestyle sounded pretty cool.
1: I see more of you as a beef stew.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. How to take that. Just, you said cheese stew. It just <laughs> rhymes is Beef stew. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Uh, Let me see. To answer your question earlier, Jay Bird, we had a prison meal discussion. What is it like? Is it the same slop every day? And Justo said there is normally a two-week rotating menu. So, yes, like school, you can figure out what's coming for the day. That's
1: what I'm wondering. See, if I was in prison and I knew – Taco Tuesdays was coming up or whatever. Those are the little things that would get you through prison, in my opinion. If you had those small little wins, if you're you're doing a five-year stint, you're going all right I got I gotta as five years is a long time what what's gonna help me get through I have to have little wins all right we're gonna have tacos on Tuesday Ass play Saturday well, I mean, whatever you, picture poison whatever's gonna get you through that time <laughs> if, Gay for the stay. if ass play and tacos is your thing it's gonna go by quick <laughs> You might not want to leave. (laughs) I think some people do get institutionalized and don't want to leave.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was reading a thread on that and people were talking who had done some time what it was like. And they said one of the things that was tough about it, a lot of people are normal and it's fine. But there are also a lot of nut jobs in prison, and they were saying—and look, I think this is really something that America needs to look at, because we closed a lot of the mental hospitals, right? and now they have just put them into the prison system, and it's not good for anybody. No. No. If you got a
0: crazy guy who doesn't even understand that he committed a crime, and he's just going buck wild, and that's your cellmate—
2: And that's what they're saying was so challenging about it was when you get those flare ups and it's like, man, that's that's what's tough to navigate. Well, you
1: could. You know, it's just the luck of the draw. You could, get, you know, get roomed up with a guy like Denny's, who's all peaceful and just, you know, did some shit. And you, you know, he's just doing his time. Or you mm. could get a fucking maniac, like a yeah. bipolar feral cat. He's like, "What are you to hear? Yeah. Well, I strangled all of them. Love to strangle all of who? <laughs> all of them? I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah that would imagine getting a A horrible roommate in prison. And he's like telling you he can't wait to strangle you next. A violent one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And you're not a violent person. And And you have to to go poop in front of this motherfucker. (laughs) You have to go to bed. That would suck.
2: Yeah, that's what they're saying. They were saying that, yeah, these people... you know, can just snap at the slightest thing. You know, oh, you know what it's going to be. Good Lord. Yeah. Man.
1: That would not
2: be cool. Another person said what is tough is you can be put on a disciplinary diet for a week and get something just called slop. It was made much like pig slop. They would take edible kitchen scraps, both from the prison kitchen. I think even some outside restaurants would donate. They'd mix it with slightly sour milk. Too off to drink, but not yet rotten, and they blend it in with like a smoothie. They'd boil it to kill the germs, and then they would serve it to you.
1: Whoa. Sometimes
2: they'd even add in a bunch of vinegar at the end, too, before serving.
1: Are they deliberately trying to give you shitty food? Yes. To be a dick. That's your punishment. Yeah. They're How just giving it? you new, nutrients just to kind of get through the day. Yeah,
2: and another person said, we actually feared the COs, I guess what, the commanding officers more than the fellow inmates, because if you anger them, they can absolutely make your life hell, and oh. there's no too little recourse.
1: Uh, correctional officer, maybe. Corre- oh,
2: correctional officer, that's right.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've heard some stories. Yeah. Don't Dang. get on a bad, the bad side, Virginia. Just don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also heard, too, sometimes there's where the correctional officers fucking people. There sex. was.
2: I just saw today. There was a story of a woman that somehow wound up pregnant, and uh, she. They noticed she was pregnant after being in there for a year and a half.
1: She was incarcerated, yeah. and mm-hmm. then got and all pregnant.
2: Prison, yeah. Aww. There was
1: another one where the the woman was the correctional officer, and yeah, she helped see, yeah. the guy escape. They yeah. escaped, they went on the lam together. Right. Yeah, I, she, I think she had story. a husband too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was
2: weird. I remember that. Uh, some of the other stuff that uh, people were saying—it's very similar to the military: never-ending boredom punctuated by brief moments of extreme violence. Wow.
1: Yeah, the boredom would be mm-hmm. awful because I think I think someone wrote us and said you only get an hour, maybe two at the most, to go out to the yard. Okay. I think it was. I think it was yeah. just an hour, and mm-hmm. the rest you're in your cell. Yeah, that's or rough. You're walking around. I guess. Are you mm-hmm.
2: walking around? I don't know. Well, they said, one person said, yeah, you're walking out of the gates with nothing and no place to go. So that was kind of it. You'd, even if you get out, it's like, oh, yeah, I get to go get slop.
1: I try to find so- someone cool, built my own faction, and then invent some games.
2: Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. what I try
1: to do. Right.
0: You They would love you. <laughs> yeah. You would be a top item at <laughs> Ass Play Saturday.
2: Yeah. He wouldn't be a top.
0: He'd be a bottom. <laughs>
1: You guys, want to play some games. No, nope. here's a game It's yeah, called Hide game. the Sausage. Bend over. <laughs> Pass the time. I've got some ideas. Want to play with me? Pass the lube. <laughs> oh, my God. This one, oh. No, this one doesn't get
2: lube, Virginia.
1: I would be. Oh, it would not
2: be. Yeah, you're taking a, a dry run.
1: Yeah, I don't think you should have a upbeat, positive attitude <laughs> in prison. <laughs> They're going to take advantage of that.
0: He
2: needs to try to blend in with the wall. Yeah, I think you're right, man. He comes skipping up and tries to high-five him. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, guys. I've been here for five years. I want to play some games. <laughs> Pass the time.
2: <laughs> Somebody said you also got to get used to the 24-7 noise, including snoring at night and the smell. But you never get used to the absolute soul-sucking boredom. Oh. That's, what really just, that's what's tough.
1: Don't go to prison, kids. Yeah, no But doubt. imagine being in prison and you're, you have to sit in there and you're innocent. How fucked up that would be!
2: Yeah, that just, would be so fucked up. They just had up. a story of uh, yeah, a guy that had been in there. I can't remember what it was. It was like a long ass time. And it's it's thirty a, years something like that.
1: And it's it's one of the bad crimes. And the people, the, your yeah. loved ones think you did it. Everyone thinks you did it. And you're rotting in prison alone and knowing you didn't do it. That is
2: fucked up. No doubt. That Absolutely. person deserves
0: money if they ever get out, and they do. They get them money.
2: Not enough. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, then they're getting more and more of those cases, unfortunately.
1: Well, there was one case. I was. It was a cold case where the the husband looked like he did it, and everyone thought the husband did. For twenty plus years, people other than his immediate family thought this motherfucker killed his wife. And it was a complete stranger and they found it through DNA and they go, this ruined my father's life for not only did we lose our mom, but the whole neighborhood thought my dad murdered her when we know he didn't. And they even said there's family members that thought he did it. That's, Damn. I mean, that's just fucked up. Thank goodness for this DNA stuff now.
0: Mm. Yeah, thank goodness, because you can actually, like, track it back and find out and vindicate and let these people out. It just breaks my heart when you hear about people that, you know, were taken advantage of, maybe because they weren't the brightest. Maybe they didn't have the best job. Maybe they didn't have the best thing going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And they got, they were the scapegoat for some... Guy, some cop that wanted to make this
1: case go away. It's so sad. To me, it would be awful because let's say the Mexican queen went missing and never found. Mm-hmm most people are going to think Kevin had something to do with it because that's yeah. just the way it goes. Well, most times when you're murdered, it's by someone who used to love you. But imagine, in the case I'm talking about, this was some random dude that nobody even knew. Nobody in the family knew who it was. So it, most people go, oh, it's definitely the husband because it makes more, he saw her that morning, blah, blah, blah. Oh, there was a fight a week before. I mean, you're, you're mm. fucked. If, I mean, if Panda goes missing, you're fucked. You're you you looked upon going oh Virginia she definitely killed him he didn't take out the trash <laughs> yeah
0: have we checked the trash yeah. he may be in it
2: yeah I saw that um, there was a show it's uh, an A and E network documentary. Called Casey Anthony's parents the lie detector test. I don't know if you guys saw I this. Did. It was on last night.
0: I saw this. I saw the promos for this, and I was, I'm so uninterested. They're giving
2: her a lot of opportunities. Yeah, they are. I, I wonder if she watched. She uh, now lives somewhere in uh, South Florida, I think in West Palm. Yeah, yeah she does. She yeah. does.
0: I think like they had all this build up to the show, uh-huh. and, and spoiler alert, the the test comes back and says the dad didn't know anything her dad oh, what a, we knew that
1: what a yeah. cold shower blue balls type of thing yeah
0: i was unimpressed with that special yeah were you yeah i'm not gonna watch that no. we all know that you know casey anthony did it
2: yeah and she's uh walking amongst i don't even remember that that how was she acquitted like I, I, still... I
1: know, I was thinking about it the other day, I go, how, because everyone, for the most part. It was
2: 2011, so it was 12 years ago, that's why it's not bright in my memory, oh, but i like, Anne, how did that even happen?
1: She was obsessed with all that. Yeah, I can't remember all of it either, it's,
0: it's pretty heavy stuff. I just remember that there was duct tape on the little girl's mouth. Yeah, It's terrible. And then they found the same roll of duct tape in the house and they could like, you know, they can figure out if this duct tape was the same batch of duct tape and yeah. people were saying, yeah, you know, Casey wanted to go out and party. She wasn't mm-hmm. ready to be a full time mom.
1: Yeah. Well, there's just too much weird shit that doesn't make any sense for any normal family. You'd go, okay, what the fuck is going on? How, how everybody in that mm. thing handled it was weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just saw they had uh this stat that came back about podcasting and they were saying that people like to binge listen as much as they like to binge watch, and the true crime is crushing it. People love true crime man. and
1: I'm noticing too they're 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 running out of things to talk about. So they're really delving
2: into yeah. deeper
1: cases that instead of a serial killer that's got seven, they're now doing someone that's killed two people.
2: Okay. Well, Michael said, one, you might want to check a new documentary coming on to Hulu. It's called The Mormon Manson. Have you guys ever heard of him? No. This guy named Ervil LeBaron. He started a Mormon cult in Mexico and was behind the murder of 25 people in the U.S. and Mexico. He was dubbed the Mormon Manson because he never killed anyone, but he would brainwash his followers to go and kill evil people, including his own brother and his brother's followers who broke away from the Mormon cult and started their own Mormon cult. Whoa. Irvin believed in a very old-school Mormon belief called blood atonement, where they kill evil people. He started the cult in Mexico because polygamy is illegal in the U.S., so he had 13 wives and fathered over 50 kids, and his brother also fathered over 50 kids with 10 wives. The documentary has the kids and wives of the brothers talking about how they were passed around and forced to marry older Mormon men in the cult when they were teenagers. So,
1: Yeah, no, it's... There's, you know, some people believe Manson didn't take any drugs and he gave all the drugs to the followers. And and maybe he took a little bit of drugs, but he would, you know, give everybody loads and loads of acid and then start giving his crazy teachings. And think about it. Yeah. That's how you get control over people. You stay stone cold. Or somewhat, you know, keeping it together, and then you get everyone loaded and all fucking crazy on your ideas. Yeah. And they go follow through with whatever you tell them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Although they say he had the gift of gab, and you you look at look at him in interviews, and go, who the fuck would listen to Charles Manson? The man is insane. I know, right? Oh, woman! You ever see the Diane Sawyer interview? Yeah. He keeps calling her a woman. What do you think, woman? Oh, woman! I'm like, You guys follow this guy, huh? (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy you chose. I mean, how loaded would you have to be to follow that guy? Right.
2: It is uh, complete madness. Maybe
0: he was a little more polished before he was cornered like a rat. And you're
1: right. And some people think, too, he kind of hams it up a bit for the camera, which I I believe. I think he's crazy. Mm -hmm. I think he was crazy at Charles Manson. But I think all those guys, when they know there's a camera on them, that's their
2: time to shine. You're right. The world
1: is looking at them. Mm -hmm. That's what they do it for. Yes.
2: Yes. Got an email from Connie, she said, I am a volunteer at uh, Palm Beach County Animal Care and Control, and I was hoping that you could get the word out about how overcrowded with unwanted animals we are and how much help we need. So I have read stories about this, she said, the public needs to be aware that Big Dog Ranch and Peggy Adams, the two biggies in the county, help us with the overcrowding problem by frequently pulling dogs. They will pull the dogs and then list them available for adoption at their facility. So I'm trying to get it out to the public that the dogs at PBCACC are not bad dogs. Some will go to Peggy Adams or Big Dog Ranch, not realizing these dogs were with us first. So she said, until I started working and volunteering closely with the dogs, I believe, like many, that the dogs there were damaged goods. But... They are not. And I saw a story today out of a shelter in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're no longer accepting owner surrenders. So that uh, staff can keep caring for the genuine strays who need help. Apparently, they said we are seeing more animals come in than we've seen in the last three years. And the timing of which suggests people are abandoning their COVID-19 era pets. People were home a lot. They wanted companionship. So they got pets. And it's three years later. And they're like, "Okay, I'm over it. Rent goes up. Pet deposits go up. And people are running out of options. Unfortunately, we are the last stop with that, and sometimes they have no other choice.
1: Look, if you if you really care about your animal, it's not the cheapest venture. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's hmm. expensive. It is, it's very expensive. I, you had the stat one year, Kev, about a few. Legit take care of your pet, how much, you know, especially a dog owner yeah. costs. And then yeah. if, you, if your dog gets sick on any level, they mm-hmm. like to usually get sick right around 1 a.m., so you have to take them to the emergency <laughs> vet, yeah. which is way more money. Mm-hmm. That shit is not cheap. They like to get sick. Oh, Chewy love to get sick past midnight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. She said just on January 2nd, we took in 20 dogs, and there wasn't 20 adoptions. Whoa. So, you know, you do the math. You know, right now there are over 200 dogs and they've got no space, you know, so what do you do? People want to complain that, you know, ACC kills animals, but, you know, what would you like to, for them to do when there's absolutely no space, you know? So I beg each one of you to uh, visit the shelter one day and come see the craziness. Yeah, I, I believe you. And if we ever get a chance, I'd, I'd love to come. I'm very passionate about people getting those kind of dogs. You know what? Just send them to my dad. He'll probably take them. Just
0: adopt, don't shop. Don't yeah. go buy a purebred puppy and think, oh, my gosh, this is going to so suck." cool. Like, go find that breed or a breed close to it mm-hmm. that could possibly be facing the Green Mile. Yeah. Go get a doggy that needs love in the shelter. You don't need to buy a puppy.
2: And as yeah. old Bob Barker used to always say, too, that spay and neuter message needs to get out there because that is the first step that a responsible pet owner needs to do who's not going to be breeding is get your... Animal taken care of so that they don't. I
1: had a, I had a dog that uh, you know he got his balls you know cut off and he he did all the and he still was always horny as a fuck. His name was Charlie, and mm-hmm. Charlie would just. He liked to get it, man, even uh. though he was
2: he was fixed. Yeah, it's a, still it's a, a domination thing. You know, my my daughter, we got her two dogs and one of them is fixed and the other one is not. And yeah, the one that's fixed, he is he, he he probably humps the other dog more than the other dog humps him.
1: Yeah, even we had another dog, Louie. She was a girl and she got fixed and she really so it was almost like she'd go into heat. Even after getting fixed. When they fixed her, they didn't clip at all.
2: I don't know, man. Louie. Yeah, no, I think it's just, it's what dogs do. It's a dominance thing. It's not, you know, as a sexual. So Louis wasn't horny, in your opinion? He's just trying to, you know, state his dominance. She. was a she. She, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, we, I, when I was growing up, yeah, we had the same thing. We had the girl dog would hump the boy dog, and it, it wasn't reciprocated. She was small, too, and, and was he was fixed? a bigger dog. Yeah. Spade. He was neuter,
1: And you're saying that's more dominant, it's not horniness.
2: Yeah. It's kind of what dogs do.
1: So it's not like you. <laughs> They're different. Yeah. Just kind of, kind of letting
2: the other dog know, you're my bitch. Well, you know a lot about dogs and
1: how they work. Well, I work. mean, I
2: grew up with them. My dad is just... My dad, it, like I said, he's up to three dogs now.
1: Prefers dogs to kids. Sad when you're the kid. But you do you know about dog porking? That's that's good that you do know about that. I, I,
2: yeah, I've you know, like I said, I, I grew up with them, and then you know when I had you know, my border collie, I I really studied the breeds and all that stuff, and did a lot of you know, training and things like that. So, yeah, I love dogs, man. I like, do. They are. The they, are
1: they are the best. My sister's got five of them, and yeah. I loved being up there in Oregon. Farm dogs. They are, And they're sweet. They're all very snuggly and lovable. And yeah. It, they're it, fantastic. It, it made me yearn.
2: Yeah. They're just uh, unreal. So I would not be surprised. My dad will probably get to eight or nine before he's done where is he at right now he's at three he's got three dogs two cats well get, he needs to get five
1: more gu- uh, dogs one to match his gun
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he is getting there my man no doubt all right well hopefully y'all enjoy your weekend go and vote for the kbj draft on instagram and our facebook page and we will see you back here on monday goodbye